Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with The Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Kosh listeners, what is going on? I have missed you. Uh, It's been a while. I haven't uh, had the opportunity to record anything um, in a couple of weeks. You know what happens? Summer happens. And it is hard to like to corral people um, into a space outside of being outside um, to come in and record. But we have today. And so I think you already know what I'm going to say, because I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am super excited about this week's guest. And this week's guest is... Trina Walt. Hey, Trina. Good morning. What's going on with you? Not much. Just enjoying summer and enjoying life and looking at every day as an opportunity. All right, Kosh listeners, I'm going to break this down to you. I'm going to tell you what's exactly happening on in the space because you know the space is magical. Uh, Right now, uh, Bosco has decided that he thinks Trina is wonderful and is sitting basically almost in her lap uh, and is getting all of the rubs that he can handle. And he is a happy podcast dog. What do you think about that? <laughs> I love it. Makes me feel right at home. We have a dog at home named Maya and she's the same way. Yeah. Lots of pets. Lots of pets. All right. You ready to jump in? Of course. So Trina, uh, can you share a little something about yourself and what's your connection to uh, the Kosh and the surrounding Fox Cities area? Sure. I was born and raised in Oshkosh, a product of the Oshkosh public school system. Yes. I attended South Park, Jacob Shapiro, Oshkosh West, and then went off to school in Madison. Bruh. (laughs) And then I uh, ended up working in Chicago for about 30 years. Oh, wow. That's a jump. It was a jump. It was very fun. I worked primarily in the advertising industry. I started out in a recording studio for 10 years Mm. and then worked on the advertising agency side. And then I relocated back to Oshkosh in 2013 full time. The good old boomerang. That's right. What made you come back? What was it? Was it just uh, because me and Chicago wouldn't get along strictly because of their drivers? That (laughs) driving looks sick. It's crazy. You become a different person. All of a sudden, I, you know, become a speed demon, which I would typically never be. But you have to. Otherwise, you get mowed over. Right. That's what I always say. Like, it. I don't know. A, two things that worry me a little bit are Illinois plates <laughs> in driving in Illinois. Because you really do, like, you either go 90 with them or, or you're going to get got. Yeah, absolutely. And and we lived primarily in the city, so I walked to work every day. I didn't commute, which was the only way I could have probably done that. Oh, that's super nice. Yeah, so that worked out well. That, that would seem like if I could just walk that would be fabulous yeah it was enjoyable you you know walk in the morning get a nice walk in on my to start my day and finish my day that way it was great does um majority of your family still live in Oshkosh I have uh one sibling that lives in Oshkosh a sister and then my other siblings live about an hour away which makes it nice we can stay in touch and get together easily so that was a big driver um, and certainly my mom, for many years, we were up here quite a bit uh, to see her before she passed. Okay. So spend time with her. That's pretty cool. Yes. All right. And um, what are you into now? What I'm into now is I'm the director of leadership Oshkosh over at the Chamber, which I absolutely love. My entire career, I was blessed with opportunities to go through leadership programs and got very involved early on in my career in giving back and doing fundraisers, etc. So now I get the wonderful privilege of facilitating our leadership Oshkosh program and introducing um, participants to all part, all facets of the city, and they get a backstage pass to the city of Oshkosh. 
I've uh, I've known about the program, but I haven't gone through it myself. Um, but I was I didn't understand it until more recently, and uh, now I'm wishing earlier in my career that someone would have asked me because I would have been really excited about doing it. Well, I would like to formally ask you to join us. Uh oh, did I just uh, set myself <laughs> up? <laughs> well, you the application deadline for class of 2024 has passed however you could apply for next year's class which would be amazing to have you oh in the class well we might have to talk about that yeah that might be a thing yes okay you ready to jump into the first segment oh sure all right you know what i feel like uh, i'm getting back in the swing of it like uh when you're away from something for a while you got to get your, get your flow back and like it's coming back little by little so the first segment is called What in the World is Going On With? And this is where you start with the phrase, what in the world? And you tell us what's on your mind. So, Trina, what's on your mind? Well, <laughs> well right now I'll tell you what's in her lap is Bosco the podcast he's dog. me a kiss. Because he's decided Aww. that he's just going to um, hang, hang out here with us. Love that. Mm-hmm. All right. What in the world is going on with this drought and the weeds? Okay, now Ooh. I understand the Bruh. meaning. <laughs> I know, right? Now I understand why people say growing as fast as a weed. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, obviously the grass has been turning brown and I have concerns about the trees, etc. But then these darn weeds are growing two, three feet tall in the most random places. <laughs> I didn't think about it until you said it, but you are right. Like, they're huge. They're huge. They have no problem without being watered. <laughs> I was going to say, apparently they don't need a lot of water. No, they don't. Um, now that you said that, and you know what else? Now that you talk about this, this is such a, like, valid topic because uh, we, my my fraternity and I, uh, we had an event last weekend. And we got, um, I believe, I call it Rainbow Park, but it's not Rainbow Park. It's the park across from rainbow park with the little smokestack it's a i want to say roosh or something like that right yes correct and um the all of the grass this beautiful beautiful park all the grass is dead so like everywhere you walk in it and the cool thing was is we had the entire park to ourselves but being on the grass was like crunch crunch Uh crunch 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 and it was just like yes (laughs) that's what it was like Yes. And it just, um, as you drive through, it kind of makes me sad to see things looking that way. So I was thrilled to hear the rain last night, and I hope we get more. And then I think all, whatever our population is, 68,000 of us have to get out and start pulling those weeds. (laughs) They're taking over. (laughs) You're probably right about that. I'm I'm all for it. I don't want to pull them, but I'm I'm all for throwing on the uh, the backpack of the spray stuff, and I, I will spray them all day. I'm all about that life. All right, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world, and I'm so serious about this because that you know this is a time of big topics. What in the world is going on with the missing burrito man down at the farmers market? Now, if you are a Kosh listener, you know that I lived for this burrito. Every Saturday morning, I might not do anything but walk to the burrito table, get a couple of burritos, and come back home to this happiness. It was happiness. I looked forward to this all week long. I would think about this burrito. And my wife never asked, ever had to ask where I was because she knew I was headed to the farmer's market to get us burritos. <laughs> but this year, I've been going, and the table is gone. Oh my and goodness. I don't know the name of them to go find them, like if they open a restaurant or if they're sitting at another farmer's market. Like, I just, they were the burrito table that made me happy, and I didn't take the time to find the name out. Oh, my goodness. This is tragic. I'm just saying. Maybe Bruh. one of the listeners knows or the Oshkosh Farmers Market organizers would know how to reach him. Well, this but is why I'm putting it out burrito, there. you need your burrito, man. That burrito was fantastic. Yum. And you know what makes it even better is they had a sauce. So, like, part of it is the actual 
way that they put the burrito together. Mm. But part of it is the sauce they offer, and they had this hot sauce that was legit. Mm. Yes. So, Kosh listeners, if you're out there, if you know the burrito table I'm talking about and you happen to know, I'm willing to travel even to another city, perhaps, to another farmer's market because maybe they decided they were going to move around. Maybe we, as the Kosh, did not appreciate that burrito table enough. I did. I appreciate it enough for about four or five people. But if they're sitting somewhere else, Kosh listeners, I'm asking you, send me a message and help me find the missing burrito. That's I wish I could say I'm kidding, but I am so serious about this. Well, it sounds like it was delicious and worth finding. Oh, yes. It was fantastic. It was happiness. All right. On to our next segment. Our next segment is word association. This is why I say a word and you tell us what's on your mind. So we always start off with what I call our unifying word, the word that brings us all together, the thing that we all can share And that is food. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Um, Julia Child, because she had a great quote, which was, I love to eat. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, people say, well, what would you like? Do you have any food restrictions? I have none. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I uh, love to eat. Just about anything from sweet, savory, Italian, um, you know, your good old cheese curds, um, just just fish, anything. I love it all. Do you have, do you cook? Yes. Do you have a favorite dish that you make? What is your gift? Well, most of the meals that I make are really simple. It's really, you know, might be salmon and roasted vegetables uh, or a salad. Nothing really complicated. Um, Probably one of the things I've gotten pretty good at over the years as well as baking. I enjoy to do it, but there, um, I just can't bake for my husband and I because then we eat the whole thing and he can and I can't, but yeah, I just, I love, love it all. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay, baking. I'm all about that. And you yeah. know what? I do feel like everyone should know a quality baker in their life. Oh, yes. We're very lucky. We have Thunderbird Bakery here. Yes. They are killing it, and we've got Sweet Jewels doing the incredible cakes. And I haven't gone there yet. Yes. Very good. And so that, you know... And as I get older, I tend to do less of it because there's fewer opportunities to just be serving a big group of people. So, um, yeah, it's, I just enjoy making it all and eating it all. Well, you know, I'm just going to say, Trina, if you decide that you're going to throw that party, I will totally be there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love to entertain. Uh, cocktail or beer? Cocktail. What's the cocktail? This summer, I've really been enjoying the Aperol Spritz, which is with the Aperol liqueur, some Prosecco, and then a splash of sparkling water and a nice, beautiful orange slice. I feel like somebody has told me what that is before. What is that again? Aperol is a liqueur, and then you you can do half Aperol, half Prosecco, which is a sparkling wine. And then a splash of the sparkling water. It's just very refreshing, very festive looking, kind of has an orange hue to it. And then you put a slice of orange in it, and it's amazing. And you, you fill your glass with a lot of ice. It's just really refreshing. Well, that's fair. Uh-huh. Now, is this somewhere, is that something you can find, like, everywhere? Or is that something, like, that's your go-to Hanging out in the backyard. It is. I am seeing it more and more everywhere. The first time I had it um, years ago for work, I went to France, and they would have the Aperol Spritz and the Rosé wines. And the first thing I saw coming back to the U.S. was the Rosé, probably about 10 years ago, Rosé, Rosé for summer wines. Mm. And now this last two years, especially this summer, I'm seeing it pop up locally on menus or if you ask a bartender they know how to make it so it seems like it's becoming more available and 
Is it mainstreaming? Yes, I believe it is. That's pretty sweet. Yes. And it's just really refreshing. That's the, the best word I can think for it. I like that. Um, my refreshing summertime cocktail, if you can do, um, and this goes back to my old church days, and when I say church, I mean cranky pants, um, <laughs> uh, is lemonade and a cucumber vodka. Ooh. It is. And if you can, if some, they have a little fresh mint. Oh, that like, sounds amazing. It, it kind of is. Yeah. It's definitely summer happy. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it sounds incredibly refreshing. Concert. That. Concert. Well, one of the best ones I went to probably, uh, it's been a little while. Um, like 18, 19 was at Ravinia and it was, Sting, and Ooh, he okay. was Bruh. remarkable. I mean, he has not missed a beat, and I don't think he has since either. But he sounded great. Uh, it was a beautiful night on the grounds there. Um, I'd been invited be- because I was working on a project uh, in Chicago and got invited to go. And it was just one of those magical evenings, and I hadn't been to Ravinia in many, many years since I had first moved to Chicago. And it is just, if you ever get the opportunity, they have wonderful acts. It's a smaller venue. Uh, they have a amphitheater, but then you can also just eat at the restaurants on the grounds, or you can take a picnic lunch and just sit and have a picnic dinner. Um, oh, wow. it, yeah, it's really special. And it's in the heart of a neighborhood. Oh. Yes. So not in a business business no, district. No, yes. Sitting in a neighborhood. Uh huh. That that's kind of fantastic. Yes, it really is nice, and we're so fortunate. And last summer at the Leech, uh, the Beach Boys night was spectacular. It was just one of those quintessential summer bands playing summer music on a beautiful summer night. Um, I don't know if you had to, if you were able to go to that last year. That was pretty phenomenal. Um, not so much, but I live close enough that I usually can hear it on the porch. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Um, we, there was this one year that there was Rick Springfield. Oh, sure. And I, you, he was going, and I think he must've been wrapping up with it, but it was playing, he was going so hard and playing it, you know, so loud, like we could so clearly hear it. Oh my goodness. Rick Springfield wow. was when he was uh what I believe the song is Jesse's Girl. Oh sure. So um his one big hit. His one big hit. Well <laughs> and you know it was what? a big one. It was a big hit. And you know what that song at this point is, at least for the chorus, it is a sing along. Mm-hmm. Right? So Absolutely. you could hear everybody singing along. Like it was pretty fantastic. Oh, that's so fun. Streaming. Ted Lasso. Yes. Oh. oh, big time. I just love that series. I just think it, um, so many pearls of wisdom, leadership, uh, wisdom, human wisdom, just fantastic. I just loved every, I just watched the whole series again. Oh, all three? <laughs> all three. All right. We just finished up uh, season three not that long ago, and it was good. But I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. I wanted just a little more soccer in there, a little more of the, the, the antics of the field, right. whatever that might be. Yeah. No, it's uh, – I mean, it's it, – I just – all so many – lessons learned and reminders and different ways um i love the quote be curious not judgmental the power of forgiveness there's just one after another in there that at the the scene with the father and son after the son's restaurant gets vandalized and the son says to his dad i'm gonna fight back and his dad says, no 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 you fight forward I had never heard that before. Fighting forward. I loved that. That was powerful. I love the character development of that show. 
like the characters. Like, first of all, you got to love Ted. Ted. Oh, my goodness. But there's so many other interesting characters and there's this arc of development that they're always on. Right. And uh, it's just powerful. I like it. I could bend. I definitely. Well, I'm not going to say I could binge it. I did binge it. Oh, it's so easy to binge. You just want to see what's going to happen next and, and how the characters evolve into, and they want to, you know, they articulate, they want to be better human beings. Right. That was amazing. And Ted, you know, as he says, he's a work in progress. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, he had his struggles and demons and yeah, it just, I think that's a must for everyone. I could have used a few less F-bombs, but oh. I think that's a little bit of maybe the British influence. I don't know, but... Um, eh, I just say it's character. Uh-huh, no. <laughs> it is. It totally does. But yeah, I love it. Fair. Shop local. Oh my goodness. There's so many good ones. So I th- I was thinking about shops that I grew up with as a kid. So Oaks Chocolates, mm. Hughes Chocolates, um, Caramel Crisp. And then we have so many fantastic ones, newer ones, House of Flowers, Elsewhere, um, Wagner's Market. There's just, we're very, very fortunate. Gardena's and the wine um, shop in the back there. You name it, we've got it. <laughs> and it's, uh, I make my rounds practically yeah. every week. I just love it. Um, I am pretty in, um, impressed into what Oshkosh is developing into. Right? Because this wasn't always here. No, it wasn't. It really, and not, you know, years ago when I graduated high school, things were a little bleak quite frankly. And just to see all the progress that has been made is phenomenal. It's exciting. And I'm very inspired by the entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, I keep telling my peers, like, let's get out of the way past the baton. And how can we help? What can we do to help? Because <laughs> they've got it. They've got a great vision for it. It seems that way. Uh huh. Um and the stuff that's opened up, particularly in the downtown area, it just all seems cool. Mm-hmm. Like, just really, really cool. Um, I'm feeling the coffee shop. Um, I definitely love the Gibson. Yes. That's just a cool setting. Oh, my goodness. Great space. Um, yeah. But there's still a few spaces. It seems like there's more development that could happen. Um, I wouldn't mind, like, a... Uh, a bubble tea place like that would be sweet mm-hmm. like, yeah uh, so something along that lines that would be pretty cool diversity oh my goodness i um i think one time i heard you speaking you talked about a bowl of jelly beans do you remember that <laughs> analogy yes can you share that um not off the top of my head at this <laughs> point but but i do know i that was um it was an interview that I, I did. Um, I can't remember the show in specific, but it was associated with SCORE, um, the business development nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I um, Well, if you look around and you look at the data of Oshkosh, we definitely are more diverse, which I absolutely love. Facts. And I think the more that we welcome one another and include one another and are intentional – um, I think we can in, we can become the Oshkosh we want to become. And why would we not want to include others? Because the more we have, I mean, we have all these incredible humans in Oshkosh with incredible talent <laughs> and things to offer. The more we can come together, just the stronger we'll be. I feel like uh, Oshkosh is at a crossroads where before I don't think they saw the value in it. And I think uh, change comes hard here. (laughs) One thing I've learned is patience. And that's not something I like to get things done, make it happen. Right. So I have to remind myself 
the change, you know, can be very slow. <laughs> but but I do feel the culture now is more like that they see the advantages mm-hmm. of of the community um, transformation that's that's happening and has already happened, um, and not feeling as much like, well, I guess we finally got to do something. Mm-hmm. Like I do think there's a there's a much more positive um, energy about it. I feel, mm-hmm. but it's taken time, mm-hmm. lots of time. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's again where I'm so inspired by. I'm a little older, so I, you know, I'm pretty much when I'm in spaces, I'm usually one of the older people in the space. And I am so inspired by the younger people in our community. I really am. I just see it. I feel it. Um, The conversations I have with them, it's uh, they want to do more. They want to make this the best community possible. I love that. I agree with you. Um, that other generation or generations coming up, their lens is different. Yes. And they don't want to be an exclusive community. Right. They want to be an inclusive community. I, uh, I always remember um, one of my mentors would always, when we'd have, you know, things going on in the workplace, and she would say, we just all need to come to every situation from a place of love. You know, let's say an employee is having a hard time or not producing the work or whatever the case may be. Please, let's approach everything from a place of love. And I, I you know, remind myself of that. It's not, if you, it's not that hard to do. <laughs> if you are intentional and focus on it and make a point of doing that. Right. I say, um, find your way to the yeses. Yes. Versus just, uh, going straight to the comfort of no. Mm -hmm. It's a great improv, uh, skill. What if, Mm. what's next? What, you know, you never say no, you build off it. Right. Right. Last word resources i always go to human Mm, i like that bruh (laughs) oops (laughs) i just uh i think the human element is so powerful and it's a matter of what we do with it facts okay we're on to the next segment. The next segment is called Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share a hidden gem in the community. Um, it could be something everybody knows about, but maybe they know this specific thing about, or maybe it's something people don't know about, or maybe it's something that's coming into the future. So, Trina, what's your hidden gem? Well, this this one is tricky because I think most people know about a lot of our hidden gems. But if you don't, I often find that people that I just had a friend in from Portland that I grew up with and she, I always take her around to different places. Of course, um, I love the Pain Art Center and Gardens. Mm. I feel like that's just a great escape in the city. Facts. Uh, it's just, uh, if you want to just escape for 15 to 30 minutes, you can park right on the street or in the parking lots and you can walk the grounds, which right now, despite the drought, are absolutely beautiful, and you feel like you've tran- went to a different country or something. It's just very transformative, and you could take a book and read. You could take your lunch and eat. Um, and then, of course, go inside the mansion. Right now is the Rodan exhibit, which is amazing. But it is such a gem to have that in our community. It's um, We're just very fortunate and can never take that for granted. I just learned because even though I've known of the Pain Arts Center, I didn't know it was something you could like just go walk on the grounds and like if I wanted to eat my lunch there. Like when I was at UWL, I would have been eating my lunch there all the time if I'd have known that. Yeah, just you know, there's just little quiet places that you can just sit. Of course, 
take clean up your garbage afterward (laughs) and you can come become a member very reasonably um the other thing i love is we do the pain i obviously have been involved in the pain for a long time since i was a little girl uh all the fourth graders get go through the pain during their fourth grade year of class and instruction uh the pain also does work with dementia patients to oh. help them. So there's all these ways that art can educate but also heal. And I think uh, that's why I gravitate towards the art so much is because it always is my happy place. Same with music. I love music. On the way over here, I was listening to music to get me fired up for the day. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Um. What do they do with the dementia payment, uh, patients? They do activities with them, uh, walk you know, through the grounds. They'll um, have a studio in the lower level of the mansion, and that's where oh. they do different activities. That's pretty cool. Yes. Okay. Pain yes. Art Center. Yes. What's the cash need? I think the cash needs... More restaurants on Main Street. Um, okay. Do you have a Do you have anything in mind that you think? Well, farm to table or a, or Italian. That's um, I of course I love French bistros, just casual French restaurants. I don't know how they would play in this marketplace, <laughs> but if it was casual, the food is really good. It's super fresh. Same with Italian. You know, often people think. My husband's Italian, and he would say, it's not Italy, it's Italy. So it, it and Olive Garden does a great job, but yeah. <laughs> we we don't have just a, an Italian restaurant. Gardena's does a beautiful job with Italian dishes, and um, so I think it would be great to have, have that on Main Street. That's true. Uh, you know, um, what was the name of the place we lost? Um, uh, Benvenuto's. Benvenuto's. Mm-hmm. I thought they had really good Italian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're right. We don't have. We really don't have an Italian restaurant. I never we thought don't. about it. And it's probably one of the most popular foods in the country in terms of types of restaurants that people want to go to. Well, it's centered around family, right? Yes. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm gonna think about that like an Italian restaurant. I would go to an Italian restaurant. That would be sweet. That would be yummy. Um, except for I do going to an Italian restaurant usually means like there's a little bit of overindulgence going on. <laughs> Those portions aren't usually small. They're usually humongous. Well, you can always take some home. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But I'm still gonna eat it when I get not <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. The next segment, and um, this has become a favorite of mine, is called story time. Um, And story time is where the guest has an opportunity to share a narrative. And it could be absolutely about anything. Uh, Let's see. I guess one story I'll share, which, you know... when you're focusing on whatever you're doing, how unexpected things can come from it. So I, years ago, I worked on what was called Tap Water Project for UNICEF. So I heard, I remember being a kid trick-or-treating and we got our UNICEF boxes. And now newer generations haven't experienced that, but you would take your little cardboard box around when you're trick-or-treating and collect coins. <laughs> so years later, I got reinvolved with UNICEF when I was working professionally. And there was a project called the TAP Project, mm. which was you would work with, collaborate with restaurants, and at the transaction stage, you the restaurant would ask customers, would you like to donate a dollar for tap water for UNICEF to provide clear water to children across the globe? And I got involved in the project, and I thought, oh, this will be fun. And I was working with a, a lot of younger college students and professionals that just got out of school. 
So we would meet every week and put our, you know, little plan together, our strategy, and who was going to go to what neighborhoods to enlist this restaurant and that restaurant. And we just had this great rapport and the, the drama of, you know, sometimes a younger group of professionals, they haven't done this kind of thing before. Well, so-and-so didn't, said they were going to call and all that kind of nonsense. <laughs> well, anyway, we just diligently worked week by week, getting our restaurants rolling. And then there, it was, a, I think, a two-day campaign where the restaurant, I think it was like a Friday, Saturday night. Well, it turned out that the city of Chicago had the highest turnout and raised the most money for that event. Hmm. So I, again, I didn't, it was a side project I was working on, but the key was we were consistent. We met every week. We worked through the challenges. We, every week we would update restaurants that we could go to so we were all shocked that we were the city that raised the most money for this. Well, then a couple months later, I got a call from the woman who was our point person out in New York, and she said, um, the UNICEF conference for the U.S. is happening this year or this fall, and we'd like you to come and speak about your experience with UNICEF. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, exactly. So I went to speak at this event and just met people from all over the U.S. who were working on behalf of UNICEF, which was super fun, and did my presentation. I didn't think too much about it. Ran into some people from Appleton, Green Bay, all over. You know, it's just amazing how things, projects can connect people, not only just in Northeast Wisconsin, but across the country. Well, then a few months Probably January, I received notification that I was going to be getting the U.S. President's Volunteer Service Award Whoa. for this. One of several in the U.S. Uh, number of recipients get it. But I was like, here was a little project that I worked on that I really didn't think that much about. I just kept working with the team, and we were having fun and meeting a lot of restaurateurs, et cetera. And how those little projects can turn into something you didn't expect by just focusing. And I think the lesson that I learned from that is you may think it's something little that you're doing, but it could be really impactful and big for others, these little gestures. And I would just say I encourage people to just keep doing that. Um, it, it, it just is... Amazing how little gestures can go a long way or little efforts you think, you know, we worked, but it, it, it wasn't that demanding to do it, but it made a big difference. Have we done any, are you aware of any campaigns like that we've done around our region? I don't think we have. Hmm. And we could, I mean, we could do, you see it now all the time where they'll say, oh, do you want to you know, at Festival Foods when you're checking out, would you like to donate a dollar to blah, blah, blah. So That's I, true. I think there's that happening. I'm not sure. I know some people say it's too much, that they're getting bombarded with that too often. Right. But I think there are ways to do it locally as well. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And you got awards from it. Yeah, which I totally was not expecting at all. And kind of had forgotten about it until recently when I was working on a bio and I was reminded of that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take a brief commercial break. Did you know there are children in the Fox Valley in need of hearing aids, but their parents struggle to provide them because of lack of insurance or high copays? I am Juliette Sturkins, audiologist and board member of Here in the Fox Cities, and proud that this small local nonprofit organization has helped fund hearing aids for some 30 kids. Your donation would help more children hear. Visit hereinthefoxcities.org to learn more and to see their smiles. Every child deserves to hear. Love that. 
every time I hear it, you know, that's just good work. It is. Oh my goodness. For something that's super important. Like, um, I don't think we take into account and maybe it, I've gotten to an age that maybe I'm just paying attention to a lot more things. <laughs> and I've also think I've gotten to an age where, uh, people in our age group were, we're probably more open to sharing things like, Hey, I've got hearing problems. Like seriously, this, that, and another are, I can't see that. It's gotta be printed larger. <laughs> like I think we, we start, uh, we start just being more, more, um, uh, transparent with with getting older i think like we don't play that game anymore like we're just gonna tell you right it's so funny i forget how old i am until you know i'll go to a restaurant for breakfast and there's the 55 plus menu and i'm like oh geez i qualify now Uh (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, yes otherwise i don't think about it much no no I'm hoping that I'm healthy enough that I don't think about it, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm trying to act like I'm still in my late 30s. <laughs> it's a good thing. Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, well, it is that time, that time, uh, one of my favorite times of the show, you already know what time it is. Every time it makes me happy. Every single time. All right. So it's time for the topic of the week. And the topic of the week, 99.9% of the time, is chosen by our guest. Um, So, Trina, what is this week's topic? Lead where you live. All right. Let's go. Well, again, I'm so inspired by so many people in the community who are doing amazing things, both to help us be strong in terms of our businesses, our school system, uh, just so many things, our nonprofits, all the services provided. And I just um, love the concept and know that we each can really influence the place that we live. And it can be by doing little things. It could be by volunteering an hour. It can be, you know, becoming a member of the public museum, which is a fantastic resource that we have, another hidden gem in Oshkosh. Um, and I think if each of us just think of one thing we're passionate about and at different stages of our life we can, you know, donate more time than other stages of our life, but there are little things we can do, whether it's picking up garbage you see on the street or <laughs> opening the door for someone um, there's just so many things, dropping off some canned foods at day by day or the pantry. There's just so much we can do. So just thinking about how we can lead where we live and create the community that we want. And instead of pointing out the things that aren't great in our community, um, point out the things that are good and work on the things that aren't good. Do you think we as Americans misdefine what leadership is? I I think people think they need to be anointed a leader or have a title that says leader. And I I see leaders, you know, I think moms can be leaders of a family. Well, moms are leaders. They are. (laughs) There's not that they can be. They They are, are, right? Yes. Um, I think, you know, I think anyone is a leader. The reason I ask the question is because... um, you know, I, there's a speaker that I saw not that long ago. I think it was earlier this year. And they talked about that we see leadership every day in all sorts of capacities. And that what we have done as Americans is when we say leader, we go to people like Bill Gates and and um, any of those billionaires and all, and there's this thing. And so when you think leader, you're thinking these stereotypical business, wealthy, rich types, but a real leader is, could be the cashier that clears out a line of 10 people in 15 minutes. Um, A real leader is a person that takes time to volunteer for the bake sale or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, that we as Americans don't do a very good job of celebrating the everyday, all the time 
leader because we associate it. We always are trying to associate it with something grandiose and, and with wealth and income and those that's not your everyday leader. Right. Yeah. I think, um, well, it's so interesting when you define leader, I often think of making a positive impact in someone else's life or your community. And it, it, again, can be small gestures that do that. And then it influences the culture we live in. Is it a friendly culture? Is it a warm culture, a caring culture? Just saying hello to someone. You never know what's going on in their life and if you just lifted their spirit for a moment. The other thing they mention is taking time to acknowledge those acts of leadership when we see them and that we don't Mm -hmm. typically do it because maybe we don't have it. Um, Another thing is, is, and I'm glad you brought up this leadership thing um, because I was having a conversation with uh, somebody I consider very much a leader, but they don't consider themselves a leader. Um, And they, they are ridden with imposter syndrome by even trying to tell them they're a leader. Mm. What do you think? Like, I think um, often leaders, really genuine leaders, are probably the most humble people in the world. Yes. And that's probably the reaction you get. Look, for me to be invited to be on your podcast, I'm like, well, I, I don't have anything to say. Why, <laughs> why should I be a guest? You tried. Um, <laughs> we still got you. You can't You run, did. You were very bro. persistent. <laughs> um, but I think, I think leaders really authentic leaders are often very humble and they don't like the spotlight on them. They like to do things quietly behind the scenes. Yes. Guide and, you know, go help someone when you see they need help. How can people learn leadership? I think they can learn by people in their lives and they'll start to identify, they may not call it leadership, but certainly like parents, an older sibling, an aunt, a grandparent, a neighbor, a teacher. Um, I think if, you know, on participating in team sports or a team activity, if you're in theater or musicals, all those things that, you know, um, provide or give you the opportunity to be a team member, that helps. I think seeking it out, you know, deciding you want to learn more about leadership. Hopefully we can provide, we're starting to provide more of that in the schools. We're bringing back the youth leadership program this fall. We'll have 24 juniors in the four high schools in Oshkosh participating in it, uh, which I'm very excited about. I think that's where it, it starts. That's how you learn it, by participating in the community. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you've been through um, a number of leadership trainings. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest takeaways that you've taken away that you think would be helpful to like our average individual just trying to sort through well i think the number one skill to learn is empathy Mm, to really try to understand where somebody else is coming from facts listening speaking of facts get the facts don't react don't let somebody get you all worked up about something and they might have the facts wrong Mm. (laughs) <laughs> That's really good when you're dealing with employee issues mm. or a client. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes. Um, I think that's, and and don't think, um, as leaders, we're here to serve others. It's not about bossing around others. I do think people think that. 
Like, I think they think leadership is telling someone what to do. Right. Um, but what I've found is the best leaders don't tell you what to do. They give you the goal that needs to be done, and then they help guide as you figure it out. I think one of the best things I learned from a great mentor was to ask questions. You know, often early in my career, I tried to solve everybody's problems. They come into my office complaining. I'm like, okay, I'll fix this. I'll la la la. Right. <laughs> and then I worked with a coach who uh, he said, "You don't have to solve everyone's problems." And I said, well, what am I supposed to do? They're coming in with their problems, and I'm the manager. And they said, start asking questions. Like, what would they do? What do they think the options are? And boy, that was one of the best skills I learned. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because they would come to the solution then once they kind of calmed down from the emotion of the situation. Right. They didn't really want you to tell them in the first place. No, they wanted me to listen. Right. They wanted somebody to listen. To care. To care. Exactly. What is, what are some of the big leadership things people take away when they do leadership Oshkosh? Again, so many towards the end of the program this last year, the word empathy kept coming up. And that the issues are more complex than they thought. Mm, right. It's not, you know, it's not just simple, well, get a job. Well, it's a little more complicated. <laughs> and it's an easy answer until you actually meet the people and you find out what the barriers are, right? Mm-hmm. So do they get exposed to that where there's yes. more exposure and you get the opportunity to have understanding of the scenario, the barriers, the the actual environment. Correct. That they're, you know, challenged with, if you will, whether it's mental illness or addiction, um, physical disabilities or challenges, etc. And then we also expose uh, the class to all the services that are available, which that's eye-opening. They didn't realize we had so many services available. Right. And, you know, getting people connected with the right services so they get what they need. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's huge. And um, that is a big thing. I'm, uh, me and my team are working on in Appleton is to um, share what all these resources are because we have way more than people ever know. Right. So now the way I look at it, 43 finish the program that's 43 more people in the community that know what the what's available wow that's a big cohort yes okay so if now that we've kind of talked about this a little bit more how do people go about let's say we've got listeners out there because we definitely have leaders mm-hmm. who listen to the kosh mm-hmm. facts right <laughs> I love it. Um, like it's the big horn. Yes. Um, how do they sign up? How do they find, learn more? Where do they go? Sure. Um, and who do they contact? They go to uh, the Oshkosh Chamber of Commerce website, or you can Google Leadership Oshkosh. It'll take you right to the link, and the application is there. Our application uh, starts from April till June first. You can apply sooner if you'd like to but we usually close the applications down now for a while till the next till we start taking applications and you can contact me uh at the chamber to talk about it and the calendars on on the website so you see what uh topics we cover every day and you get the date in advance it starts with a two-day retreat at the Ostoff. so this year we'll be doing that in september and then we go through all the days through May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, you, this cohort is closed. It is. So we've got to wait till next year. Yes. Well, Kosh listeners, you heard it here first. Got to yeah. wait till next year. <laughs> Sorry. But it does exist. It does, yes. And we have, um, we're probably going to 
have a wait list from this year's applications too, because we don't, if you get the group too big, it gets a little unwielding and I want to keep that intimacy of the group. So we are not going to go past 45 participants. All right. That was going to be, all right. That was going to be my last question. And then I thought of another important question. Um, What does someone who goes through the program look like? What, what is that candidate? Uh, Because my guess is, is there's going to be people listening and they're thinking, oh, that's not for me, or they would never pick me, or they're not me, or I don't know if I qualify for that. What does your your typical candidate look like, or what are the things that go into this picking process? Because it also sure. sounds like you are getting more than um, whatever your limit is. Right. 45. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you do actually have to go through a process and and individuals. Mm-hmm. So the class is very diverse in terms of we have um, d- professionals who are relocating to the area. So um, they may be more senior executives who want to meet everyone in the community. Um, we have nonprofit professionals. Some of them either are new to the role or have been there a while or the organization is thinking about succession planning, so they want to start preparing for that, for their successors. We have some um, small business owners who um, apply and and want to participate because they want to learn more about the community. Um, it's a very, very mixed group of people. And we try to look and see, okay, do we have representation from the nonprofits from our community? Do we, are we do we have representation in our speakers from that reflect our community? So we're being very intentional about that as well. Okay. Any last words on this topic of leadership? I just, um, I just really believe that each and every one of us can improve our community just by leading where we live. You know, this is where we live. So let's get in there and make it the greatest place it can be. Facts. (laughs) Okay. You know what that means? Gosh, listeners, that means we're starting to wind down and starting to wrap up. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for giving us your ears and your minds. Thank you for just listening. Um, We are a work in progress. We are always trying to get better. Um, Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, if you got suggestions for guests, other guests will tell you that they made it here because of suggestions from other guests. That it, like, I personally read every email and respond to them all. So do not hesitate. Reach out to us. Let us know that you're out there. Also, Kosh listeners, here's my big ask of you. We are always trying to grow. We want more ears to learn about. I'm just going to be that dude and say it is a treasure. The Kosh is a treasure. So please take the time, leave reviews, subscribe to the Kosh, uh, help us raise our analytics and our profile. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it, um, particularly reviews. Um, and also when we release episodes, if you see things in the episodes that you know other people in the community might find, find helpful by the subject matter or the individual, please share. We need you to share. That's what we're asking for now. And then last but not least know that we do got a couple of Kosh shirts still floating around here I believe we've got some XLs hanging on uh, if anyone is interested because you know what I'm going to say nothing says local like the Kosh t-shirt facts and let me tell you when I go places and I do see people wearing them it is amazing and you know what's even better they actually say that quote nothing says local like the Kosh podcast t-shirt that's just the facts i'm just being honest (laughs) okay now you really know what time it is it is literally my favorite time of the show 
It is shout out time. So Trina, what do you got for shout outs? Well, I have quite a few. I want to give a shout out to our youth in Oshkosh. I think they're amazing and, and some of the most socially conscious people and in the community. And we are so lucked, lucky that they're going to the next generation coming forward. Our educators, I want to give some love to our educators because that is so critical um, that we have a s- smart and great school system, and I believe we're making progress every day. Is it perfect? No, but I feel like we're making progress, and that's really all we can ask for. Our nonprofits that do wonderful work in the community week after week, I love that we have the Public Museum, the Grand, the Leech, the Pain, all these beautiful cultural resources that we have. Love that. I love Fat Mamas. Facts. <laughs> She's amazing, very inspiring, and talk about a small business um, really pushing to get to the next level. I've never seen someone work any harder than she does. And, of course, some of the other small businesses I mentioned earlier, they're all fantastic, and we're so lucky that they're here and they're making Oshkosh a great place to come and and live and eat and shop. Um, Also, the herd. Oh. Oh, my goodness. That's near and dear to my heart. Let's keep rallying around the herd and the arena. That's really an important thing for Oshkosh, the university, and just all the great humans that live here. And your and your furry friends too. <laughs> Facts. All right. Um, my shout outs this week. Uh, I want to send a shout out. Here's the thing. I had a whole long list of shout outs because we haven't done an episode in a while. And then I had to realize, you know what? I had to scale this back because <laughs> we'd have been here for a while. But Big shout out to uh, Sandy Drexler at Tri-County Dental. I had the opportunity to go do a tour um, and and just get things explained to me. Um, what are the needs? Who who are the people that are utilizing this amazing resource? How did it come to be? Um, yeah, so big, big shout out for Sandy uh, for taking the time to tour me around and, ex- and explain things. And now that I know, I promise others will know. And big shout out to Jamie. Jamie, I'm going to slaughter your last name. La Fear, I'm going to call it, uh, who's the executive director of the, uh, the Fox Valley Symphony. Um, Jamie is the bomb. I'm going to, you know, once a year, the symphony actually does a free show at Timber Rattler Stadium and with fireworks. And they do rock. So it's soft rock. Not that I'm the biggest rock fan, but I am a fireworks fan. And what's even better is I'm a fan of the most important word, free. <laughs> All about free. Bruh. So <laughs> I'm going to that, and that is tonight. So that is where Timber will be enjoying that at Timber Rattler Stadium. But more importantly, just the fact that we do have a symphony uh, that is inclusive and thoughtful in our region and is diverse in the music that it's playing they're not just playing old dead white guys uh <laughs> just be a 100 about that um that there's a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into that and big shout out to william green from fox city's uh fox city flicks ran into him on the streets uh amazing dude ot from pointers initiatives ot had us uh this really good um scholarship banquet fantastic And the cool thing about scholarship banquets is just seeing those students, the pride that they have. Um, Yeah, it is. It it was touching um, in the work that that organization does and the focus on the youth that they have because they focus on youth of color. Um, And so it's a pretty sweet thing. Big shout out to the dragon ladies who are planning the dragon boat races here in Oshkosh. It's about that time. If you have not gotten your dragon boat team together, what you waiting for? Seriously. Now I know what the problem is. Uh, you probably heard that Timber's going to assemble a team and you don't want these problems. And I agree with you. I'm not mad that you're scared to go against me and my team. That's your problem, though. If you got a problem with that, then I'll see you there. Get your stuff together. Sign up. It's going to be 
absolutely amazing. Yeah, that that is an incredible event that's coming back. I'm just so thrilled to see that. Facts. And last but not least, my last shout out goes to the Teamsters of UPS. Um, there's this whole thing going on. We are on the cusps of a strike. I have a Teamster from UPS in my house called Wife. And um, all I'm going to say about it is out there, the union out there, stick together. Um, you are worth it. You were those workers they talked about during COVID. What was the term that they used? You remember Essential them? workers. Exactly. Bruh. And I think essential workers deserve to be compensated like they're essential workers. So, all right. That is it for my shout outs. One more thing left to do. And so, Trina, this is it. You get three choices. Choice one, sharing some words of wisdom. Option number two, tell us what would your self today tell your 12-year-old self? Or option three, it, is, it always works better when I actually use letters because then it feels like a multiple choice test. <laughs> um, option three, all of the above. So both. So Trina, where would you like to go? Oh, goodness. I think... Um just the word little wisdom is just to lead with love. And, and I think all of us have a little more room for one more person to love in our hearts. That would be my pearl of wisdom. And what would I tell my 12 year old self? Be brave. Facts. I loved it. (laughs) What'd you think? Well, I felt like I'm boring. That's what I feel like. Stop it. (laughs) The cash. Oh, and then I, then I, as I was going through.